Hello and good morning. How are you doing today? Doing great, Errol. Man, what a fascinating book for every single age. How you guys have brought this to us is just, this is a miracle in my hands right now. It, it's, it's just so beautiful. Thank you so much. You got to tell me what went into it and how the idea basically, uh, you know, uh, originated. Because, I mean, there, there's so many things here that as passerbyers of the everyday world, we walk by so much. But yet this book gives us the opportunity to stop and stare. Yeah, I wanted to share with audiences all the different ways that a camera can extend our own vision. So that can mean same things like magnifying microscopic objects, but it can also mean stopping time and letting us see motion that's too fast for us to perceive or light that illuminates details that we would miss or even simple ways of focusing our attention on a scene in a way that uh, illuminates the subject and allows us to appreciate things that we would miss at first glance. The colors. I mean, I thought I knew the regular colors of life until you open up this book and you realize there are so many colors that, that just, just make your imagination pop. Absolutely. I think the cover is a great example of that. Yep. It looks like an abstract painting red and blue colors and then you realize actually this is a real photograph of amino acid crystals taken under polarized light and so it it it, it there's so many images like that that blow my mind is it fascinating to you to realize that even though we are humans on the planet Earth and we always talk about the universe and how we're just a dot on the map, when in reality on the planet Earth, we are just a dot on the map? Look at all this life that you have captured in photographs. Yeah, I think that's the main takeaway I want readers to have is that there are so many hidden mysteries all around us. Yes, these subjects themselves are interesting, but just imagine this is just scratching the surface of all of that hidden wonder and hidden beauty in the world. A book like this, I mean, it, it's got to be placed in, in schools. It's got, it's got to be placed in homes. I mean, you, when, when you've got something like this that, that is a work of art and you introduce something I've never heard of before, a scientist photographer. I've never heard of that before. I mean, you're bringing something forward so that young readers can go, I want to be that. I want to do that job. That is absolutely my goal. I, I grew up uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, kind of hiking around the woods with my older brother and sister, playing in the creek behind my house, and thinking, you know, the only way I can continue this kind of adventure and exploration is through becoming a scientist. And it wasn't until I got to college that I realized actually working as a photographer will allow me to follow this passion too. And in, instead of leaving behind that dream of becoming a scientist i just folded it into my career as a photographer and now i have merged both of those identities and i and i have a foot in both worlds so many of these photographs are are like i mean like a drop falling from the sky and 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 it it didn't just happen did you have to take several different photographs or make several different attempts because i mean there's such a work of art when it comes to just liquid in flight Oh yeah, I mean, for every photograph of mine in this book, on average it took about 3,000 to 5,000 wow. attempts to get a single photograph that worked. 
Wow. And then, and then you've got to also have the, 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 oh my God, the way that the water is flowing from the top of this mountain all the way down the cliff and then the, the stars in the sky. I mean, how you use your imagination. When did you know that you had this as a skill? I mean, even with the bats and the way that they move, I mean, you really bring these pictures to life. You know, it was a long process for me. I, I, I picked up a camera at the end of high school, and for me, it was a hobby. I never thought it would be my career until I spent a summer working for a Nat Geo photographer way back in 2006, and I started to see the potential of using photography to explore and communicate science. And even then, it took another six or seven years of working for that photographer before I had the confidence to strike out on my own and start doing my own projects. And so it's been a long journey, and uh, I don't regret a single minute of it. Would you say that with this book that you're bringing the art gallery to us because these are art gallery quality photographs that, I mean, I, I would go to a huge museum just to look at these. That's the goal, to show that world and, and that sense of mystery that you can capture with a photograph. I, those are my favorite pictures in this book that you look at them and maybe you recognize a little bit of what's going on, but there's something there that feels unfamiliar that leaves you wanting to learn more. That's really what I want people to take away is walking away from this book, putting this book down and thinking, wow, I want to learn more about this world we live in. There is so much more out there that is beyond my comprehension. You know, where can I learn more? That is, that is the goal that I want to leave people with. I'm glad you're thinking like that because we live in a world where they keep thinking that, well, it could be over tomorrow. And it's like, wait a second. It, it, no, because there's more <laughs> to this world than the human being. I mean, look at this photograph with the penguins underwater. How you captured this, I don't know, but it, it, it's, it's so happy. Yeah, yeah. So each chapter different eyes and so many different cameras. Uh, but they're all tied together with this common theme of those hidden wonders of our world. Yeah, because, I mean, here's one of those hidden wonders of the world. I mean, you've got it here with, you know, each of these images stretches or compresses time beyond what our naked eye can detect. And right away, you started off with the northern lights. Oh, my God. I'm from Montana. I've seen the northern lights. And, and it's, like, it's like how you capture something that is moving so quickly blows me away. Absolutely. No, that's that's an incredible image by my friend Babak Tafreshi. And, you know, it's not just looking at microscopic subjects. Photography can play with time, it can play with light, it can play with focus. And each of these modes allows us to perceive our world in new ways. Well, um, even even the, the shot with the rocket going up into space, I mean, you know, we, we see fire when we watch it on the news, but yet your photographer makes it look like the fire is alive, that it's a living, breathing creature, and it's lifting this machine to the heavens. I love that image. It's so powerful. It's so mesmerizing. Those pictures, it just want you to to stare at them and not look away and not blink, and, and you see new details every time you look at them. Those that is the definition of a successful photograph when you can't look away and yep. you see new details every time every time you look at it again. Well, creatively speaking, let me ask you this question. In the way that when you say you can't look away, how were you able to give us these photographs? Because you've now relinquished these photographs to a world. And it, it's like, well, it doesn't belong to you anymore, dude. It belongs to the world. <laughs> 
the photograph, my photography process is really interesting because I don't know what I'm going to see. I'm photographing things that my eyeballs can't see. <laughs> so it's not like I can imagine them ahead of time. It's not like I'm stumbling on them in the forest and saying, oh, I want to capture this scene and share what I'm experiencing. These are things that I can't see ahead of time. And so I'm stumbling around almost as if I'm a, a blind person probing with a camera, using a camera as a tool for exploration and uh, essentially discovering things alongside alongside the audience. And so it makes it very challenging to photograph things that I couldn't see originally, but it also makes it so fun and so rewarding to see an image pop up on the back of the camera and say, wow, I had no idea this creature had a rainbow hidden in its <laughs> body. I had no idea that this bee has hairy eyeballs. I have no idea that this hummingbird has shimmering feathers that overlap just like fish scales. And so that is that is what's so fun about my process. I am so glad that you've given yourself permission to be that scientific photographer, sir, because you're showing the world something that we, like you said, that we are we are passing by. You've got to come back to this show any time in the future. I would love to. Thank you so much. Excellent. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? You too.